Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I am Michelle Lichty, and I am here this afternoon with Rob Iman. Yeah, I never know if you want me to say my own name or not, because you always have this little pause. With? <laughs> I just want you to say hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm here, folks. <laughs> We're here today discussing, uh, Rob, your sermon from this past Sunday on Colossians 3, 16. Yes. Um, it's titled Meet Up. Yep. Uh, so we're going through our calling, which is, um, let's see, I, I am recovering from COVID, so I'm going to blame a ton of brain fog on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so our calling is to love Jesus, love his people, and pour out his love on the world. Excellent. And well done. Thank you. Thank you. And we're, and so this sermon series we're talking about our calling we're talking about six expressions of that calling and this is love god's people part two that's right yeah oh my goodness that's yeah, so a lot of detail we, to we talked about we talked about <laughs> serving each other Brantley talked about serving each other that's right they or last Sunday we want to talk about um, meeting with each other because of the importance that the scriptures put on how we share with each other in that way <clears throat> yes um, and so you focus on Colossians 3.16. Yeah. We talked about let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. Those are my very cryptic notes that I have here. I'm sure you could quote the whole verse. Well, you you uh you did well to take cryptic notes with it in, in your <laughs> COVID fog. <Yeah. laughs> this is gonna be an interesting discussion today. <laughs> Who knows what I remember? <laughs> well, you know, it was interesting because I originally started with um, <clears throat> uh, the entirety of Colossians 3, 1 through 17, with 16 being the primary focal point. And because 16 is nestled in the context of 1 through 15, with the concluding part of, of 17. And in um, in 1 through 16, but I, I couldn't do it because of time. I mean, you got a 25, 30 minute box, you got to fit everything into and then oh, it's just not going to work. So, but but there's a really important part in um, in 15, no, 12 through 12 through 15, where the apostle Paul tells us that as dearly loved children, we're to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Then he says to bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you have against one another. A really important part of the uh, the five uh, part the five points that I made about. Uh, spiritual friendships is forgiveness mm. um, because you know I, I kind of like incorporated a little bit in that last part where I said we live in a fallen world and it's going to hurt we're going to fail each other it's going to get messy um, which implies that we got to be able to forgive and I love that verse and I think it's 14 where we are to bear with each other and forgive whatever uh, grievances we have against one another forgive as the Lord forgave you um, and I think that's an important thing to bring out right at the start because mm. Um, these relationships that, that God calls us to are based on the relationship Christ has with us. And Christ's relationship with us is one based on love and forgiveness. And so we start off with love and forgiveness and everything else begins to open up from there. Hmm. It's so true. 
I was just considering this morning. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so I'm in Bible study fellowship and we're in first Kings chapter 11, talking about King Solomon and the compromises he made in following God, the God of Israel. And so the question, the application question was, what are the compromises? What compromises are you allowing for? And one of the things I thought of, you know, it's easy to think about, well, I'm compromising with what I'm watching, with what I'm reading, with how much time I'm spending on my phone or on the online or on social media. Like those are kind of the easy um, places you can see where comp where you may be making compromises. Yeah. But as I was thinking about it, I thought, you know, but really sometimes I'm it's it can be easy to compromise uh in feeling like I have a right to have this grievance. Whoa. You know, I have a yeah. right to be angry. Mm. I have a right to hold a grudge. And and so yeah, so Colossians 3 is saying, yeah, no, we start with love. We start with forgiveness. Yeah. And there's a lot of absorption that takes place there <clears throat> because when we forgive somebody, we've got to absorb the pain. Mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to let it go. And it feels good to hold on to a grievance. It feels good to talk about it with somebody else. You know what Michelle did to me? Oh, my goodness. You know, um, can you believe it? Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> But there, there's something about that that just kind of feeds our our uh, our, our our fleshly nature, mm. uh, and you know earlier in, in Colossians, that's why it's such a beautiful uh, part of this chapter. You know, uh, because we've been raised with Christ, we're to set mm -hmm. our hearts on things above. We're to set our minds on things above. Our passions, our desires, our thought life, um, and not on earthly things. Why? Because you died. And your life, your true life, the kind of life you actually have, the real life that's yours in Christ, your, your true life is hidden with Christ in God. So we experience it now, but it's not obvious. But then mm. Paul says, when Christ, who is your life, appears, when Christ, who is, he's my life, yeah, he's your life. When he appears, you also will appear with him in glory. In other words, at that time, the hiddenness is going to be gone. Mm. And then he, he brings this up. He says, so put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Oh, wow. I have the power to put that to death? Yeah, because of the true life that you have in Jesus Christ. Hmm. And he lays out some things that are typical in some of his lists. And then he says, we should stop doing all such things as these. And then he lays out a list that is, um, that is significantly focused on destroying relationships. Anger, rage, hmm. mouth, slander, filthy language. I mean, how many, you know, these things just just erode both the church as a congregation and they erode individual relationships. They erode small groups. When mm. you think about anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. And then the very next thing he says is do not lie to each other. Mm. Oh, you know, the whole focus on this is about the friendships, the spiritual friendships that we are supposed to have. And they look different. We forgive whatever mm. grievances. We're going to treat each other well. We're not going to hold on to these grievances because it feels good to hold on to them. We're not going to nurse them and nurture them. But in the same way that Jesus, Philippians 4, in his gentleness, mm. received all of this stuff from Pilate, all of this stuff from the chief priests, all of this stuff from the, from the Pharisees, et cetera, and the, and the religious leaders, and he didn't strike back at them. Mm. Whoa. 
Let your mm. gentleness be evidence to all. The Lord is near. Oh, this is this this is something that doesn't. <clears throat> but, but I'm called to it. It's something that's part yeah. of who we are as followers of Christ. And and I just want to take a little bit of an issue with um, yeah. the idea of absorbing. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it, there is a sense of that. Um, but when I think of Jesus before Pilate, I don't think of him as absorbing all this stuff from Pilate as much as he's saying, I am who I am mm-hmm. and you're not like, and, and who I am is, is making you anxious and making you mad and making you upset. And you need to own that. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's not necessarily no. absorbing that anxiety from, or the the anger from Pilate and making it his own as much as he's putting a boundary there and saying that's yours to deal with I have the answer if you're willing to accept it yeah well said well said I think the absorption I'm talking about is the willingness or maybe just let it go I mean that might be another is that is that we receive it we're holding on to it what are we going to do with it we let it go. And um, I think that's a, yeah, well, I was going to say, I think that's a better idea than absorbing because I think when we don't let it go and we absorb, that's when we can kind of, okay. That's where we can be like, I, it feels good to absorb this and to hold on to it and hold on to my anger and hold, you know, and, and make this my own because your actions made me this way instead of, the let it go of you're having an issue with me and it hurts me and I can let it go. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that perspective, Michelle, because I mean, when I was thinking of absorb it, it uh, I was thinking about a sponge that sucks it all in. So it no longer exists, you know, mm. it no longer exists in the relationship. There's no, it's, it's no longer water on the floor. It's gone. Where'd it go? Well, it was a right. sponge. But I think you're right, because if, um, if I absorb something that is still in me, and we, I, that's not what I'm trying to communicate. Um, I'm trying to communicate that it's gone, that it doesn't exist in this relationship anymore. Yeah, it yeah. happened. Yeah, it's remembered, but it no longer holds influence. Right. So that um, when when my patience is being tried, and that is something I think that's it's huge. I mean, the patience of the early church, the patience of Christ, the patience mm. something mm-hmm. we're supposed to we're supposed to live out. That when my patience is being tried, uh, I there are times for me, and I'll tell you, I mean, I won't go into detail, but there are just there are just members of my family that um, are very trying for my patience because they get in the way of what I want to do, which is just <laughs> something good. Uh, you know, I have to I have to absorb the moment and say it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. This is what matters right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the absorption of that moment, in my mind, it is a it is a it is it is. It is robbing from that moment the power that it has over me to cause me to respond in a way that is something other than what Christ would want. So letting it go is a better way to communicate that. I think it's clear. So thanks for that. Yes. Yes. And when we we think about that in terms of our relationships, then, excuse me. What, you have COVID or something? (laughs) Something like that. Um, 
yeah, it just, it helps me to, um, oh my goodness. Yes, I did have COVID and I totally lost track of where I was going. I interrupted so, you. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, okay. So what I'm thinking about right now, which is what I will talk about, kind of turns the corner a little bit, but yeah. in the, in your sermon, you talked about the friendships right there's there's the functional friendships and there's formational friendships and you kind of describe this continuum with an extreme on either end mm -hmm. and I just found that really helpful um as I thought about about the people I interact with you know daily or weekly or monthly or annually or whatever um just you know where do they stand you know where does that relationship stand is it functional are we just doing something together or is it really formational um so i i found that helpful yeah i appreciate that michelle i it, it's been helpful to me as well um you know as i as i as i talk with individuals talk with my family or whatever and you know conversations going on i think this really there's nothing to this conversation. You know, we're going to hang up the phone and I really don't know you any better. You know, I, I, I know what you did yesterday, what you had for dinner last night, but I don't know what's going on in your soul. And, and it's, so it helps me. It's a, um, it's a tool in my own mind that I, I, can, I can push the, um, the, the spectrum a little bit closer to the formational side of things mm -hmm. by asking some simple questions. And I, I, I did, you know, However, the person responds, they might just shut down on me. If they shut down, fine. I'm not going to force the issue on them. They're not ready for that. That's okay. Right. But if they respond in kind, wow, there's some beautiful things that can happen with that. Some conversations that um, would not happen if you did not ask the questions. Mm -hmm. And our, bring... our culture is not one to do that. They, it does not want to do that uh, for whatever reason. I don't want to go into detail. I don't, I don't know why it doesn't want to. Well, but... I mean, I think there's just a. I think there's a broad spectrum of people um, mm -hmm. because I think it just brought to mind. Um, I had a conversation with my cousin years ago and she was like, I can't stand small talk. Like I just, mm -hmm. you know, so there are people who are, who love small talk and don't want it. They're afraid to go deeper. And there are people who are afraid of small talk and they just want to get down to the heart of the matter. And so both people exist. And I think um, either way, we need to get over our fear, mm -hmm. right? Because we can't, um, we can't help make people comfortable with a conversation if we're not willing to engage in some small talk. Right, exactly. Right. And, and, <clears throat> and the opposite is true. Also true. Like we can't, engage people into a deeper conversation without confronting fear. Yeah. And there are some folks that would say, I don't want to do, I don't want to engage in small talk, but what they want to do is engage in their pet topic. Ah, and they feel yes. as though they've had a good conversation. If they talk about politics, if they talk about theology, if they talk about, you know, the, whatever the current event is, um, yeah. oh, well, it's a good conversation. We really went deep. And, you know, no, what's going on in your heart? How are yeah. you responding to these things? And so we can we can hide behind small talk and we can mm -hmm. hide behind our pet topic that we feel comfortable in because mm. we know a lot about it. And mm. so we, but we're not going to talk about what's going on inside of me. I, I heard, uh, you know, it, it's one thing to say, I'm really struggling with, with my body's not working right right now. And 
I, I'm just, I'm just really, please pray for my knee because it needs to be, it needs to be a knee, a knee replacement. That's not for me. I'm just making this up. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> Thanks uh, for clarifying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I need a knee replacement. And another thing to say, you know, I'm, I'm really afraid of dying on, on the operating table. You know, hmm. I don't know why, because everything, you know, so, but that, that, those are different things there, you know, right. Uh, because when you talk about the fear that we have, when we talk about the anger and what the true source of anger is. Um, when we talk about, you know, I look at what Jesus did with the woman at the well, and I think I could never have done that mm. uh, because I've got, I've got this strong hatred toward this group of people. Wow. That mm. opens up some really cool things that the Holy Spirit can do in us as we're vulnerable with others, if that makes sense. Right. It does. And part of that too Rob, is that we have to be willing to vocalize or express those fears. Mm. I mean, and I think sometimes, sometimes that's really hard. And sometimes I don't even know what I'm feeling Yeah, (laughs) to be even to be even able to say like, oh, I'm afraid of dying on the operating table or whatever, you know. What, whatever I'm afraid of giving up my anger towards this person in my life. Oh yeah. It's a big one right there, isn't it? I'm afraid of yeah. giving up my control. And, and that goes back to the honesty side of things because <clears throat> I mean, to go deeper into that, we need to be honest with ourselves and then we can be honest with one another. But there are things that are hidden from us. And that's why I call it blind spots. Right. You know, Michelle, as you know, you know, me, and you're able to see things in me that I don't see in myself. And if we have a relationship that's strong enough, you can bring that to bear. Rob, I wonder about such and such. And I'm thinking that there may be something that you're not seeing in yourself. What do you mean? You know, yeah. uh, it, it, I'm able to receive that from you. And it makes a difference because you can help me see what I can't see and vice versa. And the Holy Spirit helps us see things that we can't see. And so we need to be honest with ourselves, but before we can be honest with ourselves, we also need to see the blind spot and go, oh, didn't know that was going on. Yikes. Right. Yeah. And that's the hard thing, <laughs> right? Like it's a, it's a blind, it's called a blind spot, right? I don't For see it. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't see it. And when it, and if it's brought up even by a trusted friend, it can feel very hurt full and hard and and super scary to confront yeah and there's a lot of defensiveness and this goes back to um tim keller tim keller's wonderful sermon uh the freedom of self-forgetfulness wow i was at second corinthians four is that the one he was uh, preaching off of where the apostle paul says "I, i carry very little what you think of me in mm-hmm. fact, I don't even bring judgment on myself because my conscience might be clear. I might think I'm doing okay, but I really might not be doing okay because I'm blind to what's where I'm actually out of base. But that's okay because I stand before my my master who's been assert, who's, who's going to um, judge me, and I know he'll let me stand. He'll make me stand. He's able to make me stand. So there's a freedom in that, so that when someone yeah. comes at me with a judgment or a statement, I mean, I hope they say it in grace. You know, hopefully they're saying the truth in love. And yeah. easy be into, into a blind spot. But even if they don't, that's okay because their statement on me is not impacting my identity in Christ. I've, I've been, I died with Christ. I've been raised with Christ. I'm now risen with Christ. So I said, you know, it's just, 
it's just this amazing reality that is so hard for us in our fallen world to get yeah. our minds around because we don't see it often, if that makes right. sense. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think so. If, <clears throat> we kind of talked about a couple of the um, elements of friendship love, um, honesty, then there's intimacy, mutuality, and accompaniment. I can't even say I know, that it's word. hard to say. <laughs> Accompaniment. I don't know. There you got it. You got <laughs> Did it. I get it? Okay. No. Oh my goodness. Um, and I, I loved the the at the end of your sermon, you said, okay, so there's these five elements, and and it can be summar- summarized into three words: three spiritual words. friendships. They they open the Bible, they the word word, share, and pray. Is right. that right? Word share prayer. Yeah. Word share prayer. I was like, that's that's not quite the same <laughs> same form of the word. word I know, I prayer. know. It's not a communication thing that's exact. So, but it's <laughs> well, my notes, like because it was like share is a verb, prayer, praise a verb, <laughs> word. What? I don't what? Know. Oh, that yeah. it's alliteration, Michelle. It helps remember. <laughs> word share prayer. Yeah. Word, no, share, I prayer. think that that does help me remember. Because so the point is, is that a spiritual friend, spiritual friends open the Bible together, discuss the Bible together. They share their heart with each other and they pray together. Right. And, and the sharing of the Bible together, I think this is important because this <clears throat> is what I always, I tend to want to share the scriptures with others in what I can learn about them. Oh, that was really cool. And this archaeological dig over here has found mm-hmm. this information. And, and did you realize that this Greek word is actually connected to this Greek word, which then connects to this Hebrew translation? And, you know, yeah, that's all good. And that's all well and good. But the sharing of the word is how am I processing this in my life? Am I the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the illustration I use is am I learning to weave it into the fabric of my day so that it becomes part of who I am? Mm-hmm. Um, that is where the word of God is living and active and sharper than any pleasant sword and able, or sharper than any scalpel, I guess is a better way to put it for modern day. So that's able to dig down deep and, and find a division in things and, and, and bring the healing that we need. Mm, yeah. So how would you recommend, you kind of touched on this a little bit in your sermon, but I don't have any notes on it. How would you recommend people <laughs> move from the functional to formational to nudge that yeah. that ball or the, the nudge it closer to the formational relationship you're doing really well michelle i just gotta applaud I, you, <laughs> you. <laughs> i know you are like oh you're my like goodness through molasses right now <laughs> I'm like, oh my heart Mental molasses. <laughs> um yeah so uh you know it is a growth process. You don't just you don't just step right into it. And there's so much here. I mean, this sermon was an introduction to a weekend retreat and so many. <clears throat> um, but it, be- it it begins as a process. It begins with understanding your identity in Jesus Christ, because that's what gives us freedom to be able to be vulnerable with other people. Our mm-hmm. identity in Christ, what God has given us in the body of Christ, the church, how we are all the same. There is no Jew or Greek, bond or free, male or female. There is no barbarian, citizen, slave or free. You know, that, that we're all in the same boat of, as redeemed in Jesus Christ. Um, so so it begins with an ident- understanding of ourselves. It begins with an understanding of the body of Christ. And that allows us to be able to be vulnerable. 
but it really begins with us just stepping out and trying, you know, yeah. uh, asking a question. And it's always great to ask it like a, I wonder question or I'm curious question. Hmm. Um, well, that's really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious if you could unpack that a little more for me. What is bringing about your anxiety hmm. or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering there seems to be you seem to be anxious today what's going on with that hmm. uh, can you tell me more about that um uh, how how when you as you read the scripture somebody shares something they just read or they, hey do you see this this quote on facebook on the, this, this verse from psalm 37 how, how did you react to that what how does that apply to your life today you know so it just you know you're not just you're opening the door for people to go a little bit deeper and just take a small step and see what happens because we're designed for this. So that would be my recommendation, you know, because it's, it's something that a lot of folks aren't used to, but it can be done by understanding some basic things and then just stepping out and going, give us a shot and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing too, I guess I, I was fortunate because I had a great example. My mom had um, two very good friends who were her prayer partners and they mm-hmm. met weekly or um, as weekly as possible. And so um, when I was a mom of small children, I was like, well, I think I need a prayer partner because that's what my mom had. That's what mom did. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, and so I did, and I was surprised at how scary it was, even though I knew she was going to say yes to ask, ask my friend to be my prayer partner. And she, of course, she graciously said yes. And that's not always the case for everyone. So um, if you, if you don't have that example of having, you know, a prayer partner, or if you're longing for a prayer partner, pray about it and ask God who you should invite into that kind of a relationship. Um, Because you might, he might bring someone to mind that you'll be like, wait, what, really that person? And and a beautiful, beautiful friendship can develop from that. That's a really good point. So you know, to pray about it. And, you know, I, I ask specifically, if, if somebody comes to mind, would you be willing to join with me? Um, can we help each other grow up in faith? Um, can we help each other uh, learn the scriptures better and how we how to live the scriptures? I mean, these are all questions you can ask directly. Or just as you're going through your day, just seeing who's open to it by asking questions and if they're open to, to being back with you. So, you know, there's, there's a number of ways to do it, but you're exactly right. Pray about it because the Holy Spirit can guide us in ways we don't even expect. Absolutely. All right. I think we better end while ending is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you've done a great job with this, Michelle. And I think you always ask me what, uh, what, uh, do you have anything else you want to say? And I think that the, the final comment is one that I find to be very freeing is that, we can be a, a spiritual friend to anybody. Hmm. They may not reply to us as, in a spiritual friend, but we can ask those questions and we can help people experience or be pushed into the formational side a little bit more. And it doesn't have to be a long drawn out thing. It doesn't have to be three years, six years, 60 years. It can be the flight yeah. to death birth that you are somebody's spiritual friend. It's amazing how God <clears throat> uses those opportunities, those questions, those questions that we can ask that help people get beyond the, the din of life, uh, the, mm-hmm. the swirling thing of life. Um, yeah. And what fun it is to be used by the yeah. Holy Spirit that way. Yeah. Even after church on a Sunday morning. 
I've been church on a Sunday morning. I've been surprised by some of the conversations I've had (laughs) because somebody asked the right question. And um, so, yeah, you could be that friend to somebody after church on a Sunday morning. And and there is no right question. Let's get freedom in here. There's no, boy, I didn't think up this right question. God can use anything you say. You know, I'm excited about this. Oh, tell me more about, you know, it's like, wow, you know, there's just, there, God can use anything that you're bringing out as you're living your life out in Christ and beautiful stuff. Yeah. Thank God for that. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Rob, for joining me today. I appreciate your time and energy and keeping me on track. <laughs> <laughs> Two-way street, Michelle. Thank you for your willingness to give this a shot, even though you're living in COVID fog right now. <laughs> It's not so bad until I start talking and then I'm like, oh man, I really need to cough or blow my nose, but I managed to get through the whole thing without it. So well done. Congratulations. Thank you. And thank you. (laughs) Thank you to our audience, whether you joined us live on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast, we are grateful. You took a few minutes of your day to spend some time with us. Yes, indeed. Have a great day. 